Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Author Jeff Perlman, I think the last time we chatted with him was when we were following along with uh, Winning Time, which was based on his Lakers book, Showtime. So amazing. Such fun stuff. And now he's got his new book out. It is called The Last True Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. And Jeff Perlman joins us right now on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, Jeff. I just want to say, um, now that Winning Time is out, and I'm a major, major Hollywood player, Yeah, um, you'll be shocked to know that I am in Dothan, Alabama right now at the $64 a night Homewood Suites Ooh. with a, I don't want to brag here, free continental breakfast. Um, Paulie was, I just heard you talking to Paulie, our producer, and Paulie goes, well, I love a good continental breakfast. I typically am a fan as well, but... Well, Jeff said, I didn't say it was a good continental breakfast. It's just a continental breakfast. It's a continental breakfast. So <laughs> when can when is the, the, the miniseries starting on Bo Jackson? Because, again, <laughs> I, I would watch the hell out of that. Have you already sold the rights? How, I mean, you strike while the iron's hot. We talked a little bit about that, that yesterday. you got to strike while the iron's hot, and the iron is certainly hot. You know, um, I did sell the rights, actually. Amazingly. Nice. <laughs> I you. actually did. You're the first person to ask. Um, Winning time definitely changed. It's weird how it works. Like, uh, I'm the same guy, same writer, same everything. But it, all of a sudden, your catalog gets a little hot because you you have a show that worked out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Bo Jackson was swooped up. Half of my freaking books are swooped up now. It doesn't mean anything will ever happen to any of them. Such a long shot, but um, not your problem. Not the worst. <laughs> no, not well. It's my problem only in that it'd be a lot nicer if they do get swooped yeah, up financially and just life wise. But yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I don't know if I mentioned this: free continental breakfast. Right. Free continental breakfast for everybody. So it's right there in the title: the the last true folk hero, the life and exactly myth. The last folk hero, no true. No, no just no. the last folk hero, the life and myth yeah. though, of Bo Jackson. And I was trying to figure out what what is it that makes Bo Jackson. So fascinating. It's, it's got to be a number of things. Obviously, there's they're stories, but he came up just a little bit before we knew everything about every athlete. Yeah. So there, I think there still remains a slight air of mystery about Bo Jackson that maybe modern-day athletes, uh, if the mystery is kind of gone because we know so much and we, we saw LeBron growing up and things like that, but we didn't necessarily see it with Bo Jackson. I just think he um, truly is as much Paul Bunyan as he is LeBron James. Like, he... I always say this. This is just a, a taste here. He's from McAdory High School in Alabama. In high school, he won back-to-back state decathlon championships, wow. wearing his sweatpants the entire time. 
his second decathlon championship, he didn't want to run the 1500 the last event, so he got so many points ahead he didn't have to. Oh, my God. While on a sprained ankle. The day after winning the decathlon, uh, his baseball team needed a guy to pitch a game. He hadn't pitched all year. He struck out 13 people in, in the win. He um, he stole 90 out of 91 bases in high school. Oh my he had a single-season national home run record with 20 in only 25 games because he missed seven because of track. Um, he he won the Heisman Trophy. He ran a 4-1-3-40, goes to the Raiders. They don't believe him. They have him run a 40 on grass in pads. He runs a 4 one they think they misdid it. They do it again. He runs a four-one-seven. His first major league at bat for the Kansas City Royals against the White Sox. He's facing Steve Carlton, three hundred twenty-one game winner. His first hit is his first at bat. He grounds to second base, beats the throw. The guys behind home plate clock him. Don't believe their their stopwatches are correct. Check with one another. They got him at a three-six, which is the second fastest home to first base run ever by a right-handed hitter. And I never mentioned this in interviews. I always forget. One day he was taking BP in Minneapolis at the uh, Metrodome and he decided to do it lefty and he hit the second farthest home run in the history of the stadium. <laughs> lefty. He was not a lefty. He was a righty. Like, all right. So so how? Like, you hear the stories of, of guys. Like, one of my favorite stories that I ever heard was about Jerry Rice. And Jerry Rice, I think his dad was in construction or was a, like a bricklayer, and he used to yeah. throw bricks to Jerry. And Jerry would have, as a kid, like a like a little kid, and he'd have to catch them. And he got those really, really soft hands. Also, kind of toughened his hands up, catching bricks from his old man. You hear those, um, you know, you hear those those stories. Maybe they're myths, maybe they're not. But what were the, some of the myths you uncovered uh, about Bo Jackson? I mean, was he like, was he like riding bulls and stuff at age seven? Like, how did he get so athletic, so tough? All right, so there's definitely it's funny. Jerry Rice is from Mississippi. I've written books about Walter Payton from Mississippi, Brett Favre from Mississippi, and now Bo Jackson from Alabama. And there's definitely something to the idea of kids that era in the Deep South beating the living snot out of each other yeah. all day and becoming athletes because of that. And Bo Jackson's real name is Vincent Edwards. And his nickname is Bo because when he was a little kid, this is a true story. Him and a couple of friends went to a neighboring farm with with sticks and they spent three days. They found the biggest hog in the farm and they spent three days beating the living crap out of the hog trying to kill the hog. So for three days, this hog would not die. And they kept beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it. And Bo ended up getting caught and, and in trouble. And his nickname went from Boar Hog. They'd call him Boar Hog to Bo Hog short for Borhag to Bo. And his childhood truly was one of like deep, deep truancy and poverty. Wow. Where he was he was throwing crab apples and rocks at kids. He was a school bully. He was sprinting across ditches. His house where he grew up in had a five and a half foot fence surrounding it. The only way out the exit um, could be seen from his mother's bedroom. So he would go to the other side and practice jumping over the fence flat footed. So there really is, you know how nowadays, I mean, we're all in Southern California, right? Nowadays, it's like, I'm going to hire this tutor to teach my kid how to do so-and-so. And sure. Look, little Jimmy can throw a fastball really well at age seven, so I'm going to hire Randy Jones to teach him how to blah, blah, blah. Like, none of that. It was, a mom, I'm going to be gone for the day, and I'm going to go throw crab apples at cars, and I'm going to beat up some kid and take his lunch, <laughs> and I'm going to escape him by jumping over a ditch. And to get home, I'm going to leap over the five-and-a-half-foot fence in front of my house. Like, that was his athletic training. Talking to author Jeff Perlman uh, about Bo Jackson here on Ben and Woods, and I guess the other part of the the myth of Bo Jackson, and and even though he's he's still alive, it's yep. it's the the cutting short of the career. It's that it's the Kennedy. It's the 
you know, never really seeing him grow old and lose a step and wondering what if. I mean, the people that you talked to, what was the what was the projection if he didn't have the the hip injury, if he had stayed healthy? What did everyone say that that Bo could have ended up being in the long run? So if he'd never played football and he just stuck with baseball yeah. and really dedicated himself to baseball and went to the Winter League and played in the Dominican, uh, Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle, like that level of insane talent. And in football, if he'd never made it play just half seasons, if he devoted himself full-time to football, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson, Earl Campbell, like he's the greatest athlete that we've ever seen. There's honestly, I don't even see an argument against it. He, um, the way things were going, if he had played football, he was a better football player than a baseball player, more natural. I think he would have wound up, and if he played 10 years in the NFL, even part-time, he would have had sort of Dickerson numbers. And if he played baseball at the rate he's going, he probably would have been Sean Green, which is pretty great. Um, but, it, you know, he had the hip injury, and that was it. And in a lot of ways, I will say, his greatest achievement is he played two years of Major League Baseball on an artificial hip and not like a modern artificial hip, like your grandma's artificial hip from 1991. It's crazy. It is nuts. And I'm looking at his numbers here and, you know, you look at the numbers and you go, yeah, I mean, certainly I just remember, I remember these freakish things like running up the wall, uh, makes a catch and then runs like a semicircle along the wall. Things that, things that I'd never seen anybody do before. Obviously uh, Ben and I are both 47 years old. Um, Ben almost 47 in a couple of days. But, I mean, that Bo Nose poster was on my wall uh, as a kid. I made my dad take me to the mall. I mowed lawns so that I could get the Bo Jackson cross trainers. I didn't know what cross training was, um, but they got me. They they lured me in. I mean, you think about the money that Nike made uh, from those posters, those shoes. I mean, it's staggering. It's it's not Jordan-esque, but it's it was up there at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, it's so one of my favorite stories is um, 1989 All-Star Game is in Anaheim. And Bo Jackson is leading off for the American League. Tony LaRusa met with him and Wade Boggs the day before and said, Wade, would you be okay with Bo hitting leadoff? Great. And it's a beautiful day in Southern California. Ronald Reagan and Vince Scully in the booth calling the game for NBC. And Nike has this big ad campaign that's about to debut that day. And it's the Bo Knows ad campaign. And it's in particular the Bo You Don't Know Diddley ad campaign where you have John McEnroe and Jordan and all those guys. So all the Nike executives are watching the game from Mickey Mantle's restaurant in Manhattan. They're all just, they've congregated to watch it. And it's a huge pressure moment for them. This ad coming out, what's going to happen? Well, Bo, second pitch of the game, hits a home run, just a majestic home run over Eric Davis in center field. Hits the, you know, the batter's eye, bouncing around. Some BYU student grabs a ball. And Bo just jogging around the bases with Ronald Reagan and Vince Scully talking. And in Manhattan, at Mickey Mantle's restaurant, these Nike execs are going crazy. They're like jumping up and down and screaming and yelling because they know it's the most serendipitous moment in advertising history. Yeah. And that thing he just blew up from that day. Now, Jeff, we know uh, the Lakers weren't exactly thrilled, especially with the, the winning time portrayal uh, on HBO. Um, we haven't, I haven't heard much. What, what does Bo Jackson think? Or have you heard about what he thinks about your book? Well, I do want to say, first of all, uh, the Lakers had no beef in my book. The book. It was just the mini Yeah, it was just the mini Yeah, yeah, they had no beef in my book. Um, I don't know how Bo feels about it. He, um, you know, I I spoke with him on the phone when I was first working on the project. He was uh, reluctant. Like, he was nice. He was friendly. But he's like, "Ah, people approach me all the time. I don't care if you do this book, but I don't know if I'm going to help. 
And then I actually got really lucky because Bo wrote an autobiography in 1990 called Bo Knows Bo. He did it with Dick Shap. And before Dick Shap passed away, he donated all the audio interviews he did, all the transcripts, everything from that project to the Auburn Library. So I ended up uncovering about 500 pages of Bo Jackson interviews that had never been heard. So that was really big for me as a reporter. Um, I hope he likes it. It's kind of a love letter to Bo Jackson. There's some, there's some little things here and there that he probably won't love, but the book as a whole, I've basically spent two weeks now telling everyone why Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete ever lived. It's amazing because when we started the show today, we mentioned that you were coming on, and I said, this is an interesting question. You know, guys our age, Ben, I said, do we overrate Bo Jackson? And after talking to you, I don't think that we do. I think that he is properly rated, maybe even a bit underrated. And, you know, it, it, it has it inspired me to go back and watch some of the highlights that I remember being a little kid and, and being fascinated with this guy that, you know, played two. Like, we saw Deion Sanders play two sports. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. No. I mean, it was completely, no. completely different. Uh, man, and also fascinating. We, we're in this era now where every kid is like, he, I, look, I looked at Bo Jackson's numbers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. blah. And it's like. Numbers don't always tell the story. They just don't. And in this case in particular, if you want to know the story of Bo Jackson, you really want to know, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube, type in Bo Jackson wall, and tell me if you've ever seen anyone else climb never. a wall. Never. Ever. I've never, never seen anything like before, that. Never been done before, never since. I've, I've never seen anything like that, ever. It was incredible. Just the running up the wall. Go. Everyone should go to their local park today and try it. See how that goes for you. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be you're gonna be getting uh you're gonna be getting lawyers bills from broken necks. Yeah, exactly. Uh so uh I mean, how tough is the book tour thing anyway? Uh, I mean, obviously continental breakfast and the glory of that aside. You would hate it, fancy boy. Well, you I don't know, would I mean, hate I, it. You know, I've been to what? Alabama before. Dreamland barbecue's really good. You probably hit that once or twice. Um you know what? I like it. I like talking to people. It's uh, to me, I'm just being honest, when someone buys your book, it's such an honor that someone's taking the time to yep. buy something you bought. And if they want to talk to you and hear a story, to me, that's it's blissful. And you work so hard. There's a writer named Lee Montville who said years ago, and I've never forgotten, he's like, being a book writer is so weird because you basically put yourself in a cave for two years and you come out in the sun for two weeks. So like right now I'm in the sun and people are talking to me and they want to hear about the book. And it's just an honor to talk about it. So I... I don't, I'm not a fancy guy. I don't mind being in a $64 motel. I don't mind getting the content. I like the Fruit Loops and a, a styrofoam ball. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy. I really do. I swear to God. Like, I, I love all that stuff. And it's also fun to document on social media because it is really funny. So I'm all in. Uh, let me ask you this. Talking to Jeff Perlman, author of The Last uh, Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. Pick it up now uh, wherever you get your books. I wanted to ask you this. What is next for you? Because you just said, you know, that the life of a writer is weird. You got to lock. You know that the hole is coming again, the cave, uh, at some point. What are you, can you tell us what you're working on next? So I'm, I'm in the process of kind of negotiating the next book deal, and I'm super paranoid, so I can't tell you. That's fine. I can tell you. I can tell you in a twist. So season two of Winning Time being filmed now, and yes. uh, I don't want to brag, but a certain Southern California-based nerdy Jewish reporter who might have attended the University of Delaware will be playing in episode six a slightly nerdy Jewish reporter who attended the University of Delaware. Sometimes parts just – it's. They just fall into your lap. This, this person, whoever, whoever this person uh, he is. He has to be very handsome, obviously. Yeah, obviously, clearly, and, and well-spoken and well-read. Good hygiene. Yeah, great hygiene. hygiene. Perfect, man. Perfect. Loves, Fruit Loves Loops. continental Lo- breakfast. Loves Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, go ahead and refresh the Amazon bestseller list, and I'll let you get back to your tour, but thank you for spending some time with us this morning. That was great stuff, man.
Always a delight. Thank you so much. Take care. Jeff Perlman, the last folk hero, the life and myth of Bo Jackson. Um, yeah, he's, uh, I saw him tweeting about So surreal to see his name on like the Amazon bestsellers yeah. and top biographies. Would be amazing. Things like that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 